This is the Lifestyle as Medicine podcast, and I am Mike Riccio, longtime personal trainer, professional strength coach, gym owner, and most importantly, a devoted modern father and husband. I've been fortunate to learn under some of the most intelligent minds in health and fitness over the past 15 years, as well as work with amazing clients and athletes. What I've most fallen in love with over the years is the power we have over our lives, the power to decrease risk of disease and injury, the power to reach our true potential, the deep abilities the body is capable of when all aspects of health are working simultaneously. On this podcast, you will learn the importance of preventative health and how to optimize your habits to optimize your life. Today, we are joined by the hosts of the Chicago Today Show on NBC, Courtney Hall and Matthew Rodriguez. I was honored to be asked to be a guest on their show a couple times now, just talking about fitness and showing exercises and a couple creative things for a holiday. And really enjoyed my time with both of them. So I was really excited when they accepted my invitation to come on the the podcast with me. What I wanted to talk about is the challenges they face when it comes to an occupation like theirs. Many of us struggle with the idea of having to show up to work and put aside our stress to a certain extent and be on and be positive and work with our coworkers. And it's not easy. And in an occupation like Matt and Courtney have, they feel the need to look a certain way, to act a certain way, to be a certain way every single day. And I really wanted to dig into what their habits and lifestyle outside of the show might be that help them to find success as they have on the show. It led to some really interesting conversations. Yeah, I think a theme you're going to hear right away is that we are all human and we all struggle with the same or very similar things. And... We also had to go about our day-to-day, and hearing this side from Matt and Courtney was uh, was fascinating. I really appreciated their honesty, how open they were, and I know there's going to be a lot of takeaways from everybody. So listen in, enjoy, and of course, please, please, please check out the Chicago Today Show with Matthew and Courtney every single day. Uh, it's a great show. It's, it's super entertaining, and again, they are just genuine, great people. Enjoy the show. All right, Courtney and Matt, thanks so much for being on today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for having us. Us. Us? I'm yes, sorry. of course. Uh, it's sorry. More. We have to a bad start. I'm sorry, Matt. Thanks for having us. Wow. Wow. <laughs> this, is, this is the best start we could have had. It is, uh, it's exciting for me to also be on the other end of the coin here. I've been fortunate, very lucky to be interviewed by you two twice now. Um, so this is, a, this is a nice turn of the microphone for me. I'm excited. And you were such a natural, too. I got to say, you were great on TV. You led the conversation, which sometimes doesn't always happen with our guests. So, Which are certainly both questions we'll get into today. But um, I will say you guys made it very easy, which is awesome. So um, before we get too far, give me both just a, a quick tidbit about you know background on you and, and how you got to doing what you guys do today. Court. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll go first. I started off in doing TV news. So I came from that background and then um, I was working for another station in Chicago and the opportunity came up and it sounded like fun and here I am. Yeah, that was short and sweet. I know, right? <laughs> well, early childhood, when I was in college. I, I know, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so I, I'm from Rhode Island, uh, grew up there and then bounced around all over the country, but went to school in New York City for acting and was in that entertainment field for a while. Uh, really small little things here and there and not until I discovered hosting as a career uh, when YouTube became a thing and all of these other outlets started to need hosts did I start to think about, oh, I'd actually be better at being myself than pretending to be someone else. So slowly but surely, one lifestyle thing led to another, led to another. And um, I got to Chicago because my husband was interviewing for a job here at the University of Chicago. He's a surgeon down there. And uh, I was just looking and and then the NBC thing came into my, literally fell into my lap. So I uh, had to audition and all of that, but uh, that's where I met Courtney and that's where we started the show. And that was all back in 2019, which feels like a moment ago, but was not. <laughs> no, I, I think COVID makes things feel like they're long ago and yesterday at the same time, which is a weird yeah, thing. Yeah, um, There's got to be a lot of carryover, right? With acting and what you do. Like, I realize you're not pretending to be somebody else anymore, but you still have to be on every day, right? You still have to come out and be able to put There's things There's more carryover and... than I thought there was because <laughs> I always say, I'm not an actor. I started as a journalist. I hate being fake. I like to have the reality in it. And yes, there is a lot of acting. To me, it is... 20 times harder to be fun and funny than it is to be serious because a lot of times you're just not feeling it so that's acting sometimes like you know you want to make all of your guests feel welcome and and supported and i mean not every food is my favorite <laughs> but <laughs> but i want to pull out the elements that are good like ooh, you fried this chicken you know like but <laughs> You know, so you like there's acting all along the way or a lot of times we have to deliver the lines like over and over again. Like we might have said something funny like the first time off the cuff and we didn't get the audio of it or the camera wasn't on us. So it's like you have to say it again. So by the fifth time you say it, you're like, OK, it's over <laughs> and you yeah. get really yeah. hostile about it. And, and that's a lot in part because we're not a live show. We're a tape show. So. If you're live, you just got to do it and that's it. It is what it is. But and for many reasons, we are a tape show, which I will not get into. But we, <laughs> um, and because of that, you have sometimes it's a luxury of like, OK, we we went over. This was too long or we can cut that or let's start again or let the guests have another moment. Um, but with that, it can also be a burden, as Courtney said, because you know, if one little thing goes wrong, normally you would just like plow through it, but we're like, let's do it again. And and then yes, it can become repetitive and not sen as sincere as you want it to. We really try not to lie. Like we really try, uh, I mean, we don't lie, but- I like, don't lie. Yeah. I, like I, I won't lie. I will yeah. pick out a positive part. Sure. <laughs> something I yeah. did like rather than lie and be like, oh, this is so good when it's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? that, and that is our show. The spirit of our show is we're not going to diss anybody. So we're going to, you know, these are small businesses. Most of the time they're coming on. It's not ideal conditions when we're eating something or trying something because it's been in a cold in a studio. It's gotten cold. It's not from their oven. So you give people the benefit of the doubt. Uh, but most times things are good. I would say most, most, time, most times things are really good because we don't we don't pitch things. Nobody pitches things that that are like bad like because we don't sure. want 
we don't want our viewers to go to a place that's bad. Sure. Um, but people just have different tastes and something might not be good. As Matt said, it might be cold and you might be like, ooh, but we fake <laughs> I, it. I imagine this will be better in your restaurant. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I can or imagine you're vetting. like it's hot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can imagine you're vetting your guests pretty well. So, Courtney, does that yeah. mean that Matt maybe didn't like my exercises as much as he claimed he did? Oh, I, it means that Matt probably did. I might not have. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> See, that's the honest thing we want here. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I think your segment was great, um, but there have been like exercises, and I'm thinking of a field shoot that we did, Matt, where I was not the best at it. And I'm just like, that was a hot mess. But it yeah. made for a great segment. And right. you know what? Just because I was bad at something doesn't mean it's bad. It just means I was bad at it. You know what I mean? So. Sure. And I think viewers like that. I think they like to, <laughs> no. you know, you don't want to see everybody be perfect at everything. So if I mess up or Courtney messes up or can't do something, <laughs> I, I like to think they might be like, oh, well, good. I'm not the only one in that situation. That would yes. Be yes. Humanizing the real, yeah. you know, really, as, right. as a trainer, if I properly assess either one of you and you come in, I should be developing weaknesses. I should be finding that. So you should not be good at everything from the start. Cause if you are, that means I'm just giving you what you're already, you're already ready. Wow. So it wouldn't be hard to find my weakness. <laughs> <laughs> She's great so, at roller skating. Uh, <laughs> all right. If I ever come back on, I'll make sure I bring some roller skates. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So let's talk pre-show. So, you know, a lot of jobs, and maybe use the word luxury again, come on and, you know, if they have an off day, it's okay. You know, I can, if I've got an office day where I'm not with a client and I'm really doing like, if I'm not in the best mood and I kind of maybe pout my way through an office day at my computer, I can still be productive and it's okay. Like I get away with that. You two don't have that, right? You've, you've got to have a certain level of energy every single day. So I can imagine the, in the moment can be stressful, but first, how do you prep prior you know do you do either of you have a routine do you have something you do whether it's one hour two hours the entire morning whatever it is that makes you feel like you are in the best headspace you can be going into your recording days you know i, I tried meditating but people kept calling me and that sucked <laughs> like they kept calling me just shut off your phone <laughs> i but then i was worried that like something like i w was urgent was coming through like oh my gosh you have to get this video in um i i yeah. mean i want to meditate i want to have a routine i want to have a ritual but i don't and that's okay you know i think not everyone <laughs> needs it either i think that's you know that's some people do and some people naturally find these things and some it's less of a official ritual and it's more just hey i realize that if i wake up 10 minutes later it's not good for me i'm scrambling too much yeah. it stresses me out you know so i think there's a lot of things that you could define as a ritual that maybe aren't as ritualistic as something as official as hey i do this 10 minute meditating routine where i sit down in my basement I, yeah basement, you know yeah. i guess I my ritual is my my husband makes me get up earlier than i naturally would in order to sit and have coffee with him like and we sit and have coffee and like watch the news and then talk about what we have going on for the day he makes that's me do great. that like yeah, yeah that's great. otherwise i would yes. be like rolling out of bed like, i think that's a good example too you know i yeah. think you get in you get some some good time with the loved one i think it gets yeah. you to just kind of i think it's the biggest mistake i see as a trainer is people do scramble in the morning and they don't yeah. realize what they does to that, like their cortisol levels and their stress hormones. And once you're heightened there, 
it's really hard to take that back down the rest of the day. So I think if you do can a come ritual, in, Matt. <laughs> no, wait, but does Dane do that every day with you? Every day. That's so every, nice. Every single day. He's like, Brandon all right. And I have, I, that's one thing I wish we had more of. Brandon and I have no consistency because he works so much. He's like I mentioned, he's a doctor and stuff. So his schedule is like, he leaves early. He comes home late. He's really tired. He's really wants, and I'm not, he's going to be mad, but he's, you know, he's in a headspace of taking on everybody's stuff all day. Yeah. So when he comes home, I have my tail wagging, you know, like, Hey, you're home. <laughs> and I'm very much a talker and communicator and all that. And he's like, I just need a moment. And I've had to learn to respect that. Um, so the idea of sitting and having coffee, we try to do that. We try, we've been getting better, but, um, it's not consistent at all. So for my morning, uh, for myself, there's just little things that I like to do and it's so silly, but like, I like to have all my clothes because we, we do our own wardrobe and we bring our clothes in and we, I don't leave things at the studio. I bring it back and forth because they're truly my own clothes. So because of that, like I like to have everything picked out the night before, like I iron it, I, I take it out of time out of the evening or the part of the workday and I get that done. And if we have scripts or things that we need to look at, like I have that all ready to go. So in the morning, I'm not doing that. I used to do it all in the morning and it would stress me out. So this time I kind of wake up, I have some breakfast. Sometimes more recently, I've tried to work out before I get ready. Um, but I won't set an alarm for that. It's only if I wake up naturally, because if I set the alarm, it kind of throws me off for the day. And then I feel extra tired and I feel out of it when we get into the studio. And so if I naturally wake up, um, then I'll try and do a workout and get all that done before. Cause I'd rather do it in the morning than have anything on my plate at night. I'd rather just like have nothing to do at night. Well, I like that self-awareness because yeah. that takes, yeah. that takes time to realize too, because people will force those early workouts and yeah. then have the same effect you just mentioned. And as long as you're still getting them in, people ask that question all the time. What's better, morning or evening? And there is an answer. There technically is, well, hormones are slightly better at this time than that. I never give it because in the end, get it in. And if you're getting yeah. it, it doesn't matter. But I like that. So I think if more people could wake up naturally, that means you're waking up by your natural rhythms, which means you've gotten enough sleep. Yeah. That wouldn't happen if you weren't. So I think that's, it makes that's great all, awareness. It makes all the difference because then you're not pissed. You're not... You have a little <laughs> moment to like get the sleep out of your eyes and get a little water <laughs> and then yeah. you go down the gym. Sure. And I, I'm assuming part of this has become you're just both experienced now in this job, right? Sure. Like you're, I you think know, we were more we were more frantic. I would say, Court, when you I mean, when we first started this in the studio and I mean we've had such a weird experience all the way. Like we for a year and a half we were outside because of COVID. We were literally filming. Don't, it's like giving outside. me like PTSD I know. <laughs> to think about it. Like, so we haven't, we didn't have consistency for quite some time. It was always different times. It was dependent on the weather. And, and then once we got in the studio, that took an adjustment for a couple months. But knock on wood, <laughs> we've uh, had some real, a, a little bit of uh, consistency. So um, that has made things just a little bit more predictable. And that is, that is nice. Except the day, like everything, once we get in the studio, everything's always different, which is the exciting part. Yeah. Sure. But you two are consistent. I'm just, I mean, how, yeah. did you two have to do 
any type of extra work or spend extra time together at the at the beginning to start forming this dynamics. It seems, I mean, based on what I see on social media and having met you only a couple of times, it seems like you have this great dynamic. How did yeah. that form? I think it happened, it happened pretty naturally because we became friends and then quickly, I mean, we just experienced different friend markers together, yeah. you know. And, and especially because yeah. of COVID court, like I feel yeah. like, I wonder if we would have been as close as we had become have become uh, without COVID because then we're all, all of a sudden, it's one of the only people I'm seeing in life for quite some time. I guess that's true. I mean, I can't- But it I, was there. I, the I, I can't discount sure. COVID, but I feel like it was already pretty- It was there. Solid before, just because, you know, I knew Matt during a very pivotal part of my life where I got married, he was at my wedding. And I met his now husband at that time. So it, it's like everything gelled really quickly. And like, you know, our group, our um, our group, our um, team at work is so small that it's like, you know, we work so closely together. Um, not to mention the fact that we live close to each other. I mean, yeah. it's like everything is just, yeah, but it, really it, close. <laughs> it was it was there from day one. Like when I look back, you yeah. know, sometimes a, a story pops back up in Facebook or Instagram, or I look at a video from that time and it's, we are truly not any different. Like we obviously we know each other better, but the way we interacted was that from day one, which was yeah. super lucky. And that sure uh, was through the audition process and our producer saw that and yeah. uh, saw that there was something there. That's an important lesson for an interviewer, right? Like there's one thing to have something on your resume to say, yes, on paper, Matt's perfect, Courtney's perfect. But there's second up, but these two also have to work together. So maybe on paper, they're great, but their personalities aren't going to click. Yeah. In your line of work, I can imagine that could still be a disaster if that's if that's the case. Um, I mean, it can, but at, at, at the same, I mean, yes, I don't want to discount the power of chemistry and having it. But I think I know for myself, you know, I was going to make it work because it's like my right. job to make it work. Right? right. And I believe that to be true for Matt as well. Like right. individually, we're pretty easy to get along with people. Um, so I think we would each come into it with that type of energy. And if we were paired with somebody else, I think, you know, they would have to be pretty against that wave for it to not work. You know, <laughs> now, right. I might not be hanging out with the person all the time like I do with Matt, but, right. um, you know, Matt's yeah. had other co-hosts uh, co before. I've had other co-hosts before. He's still in touch with them. I'm still in touch with mine. So we like there's been a pattern of getting along um, that I think it's to be successful. You just have to have. Yeah, sure. It's yeah. true. It's part your everything she said. Yeah. How about like you know the worst of days where I meaning you have something personal that happened in your life. How do you put something like that aside? How do you have something like that in the back of your head, and then you show up and you say, "Hey, for the next whatever it is, hour, two hours, three hours of recording, I've got to be able to say that is as dramatic or as you know traumatizing as an event might be. I got to just I've got to still be me in this." Yeah. How do you prepare for something like that? Maybe it's not prepare. How do you how do you handle a day like that? That. Um, well, I, there's two. Th I have a personal story, but um, that just happened, which is kind of weird. So, uh, but for Courtney and 
myself, I feel like we're, we, we are lucky. You are lucky to have someone in the same situation that you're in, um, where, you know, I think if we had started this job and I was the sole host or she was a sole host and then COVID happened and all the things that have happened, regardless, even just putting on a show in general is mm -hmm. stressful. But and you can't turn to someone because when you, you are the host and you're in that position, no one else knows what that's like except for you. Producers can say they know what it's like, but they don't. Viewers, whoever, you don't know unless you do it. And right. um, as you know from this podcast, as Courtney knows, as an, as my co-host, so for us to lean to one another and look at each other and be like, you believe this? And sometimes it's good, uh, sometimes it's bad. We egg each other on, I think, too. <laughs> like, we, like, feed the fire. But just to have someone who gets it and and experience the same thing that you just experienced, and you're going to be like, am I crazy? Or was this guess right. that? Or was this situation that? And They'd be like, no, you're not wrong. Like, so be yes. And to piggyback off that before you get to your story, Matt, like that's exactly right. Cause like a lot of people like look at what we do and because it looks like we're having fun and it looks like things are great, they think it's easy. And right. Matt knows to the core that it ain't easy. I know to the core, it ain't easy. There's so much preparation mentally and like, just like, knowing knowing who's coming in for an interview knowing you know what to ask them thinking on your feet developing a rapport with them i mean so much that's like happening in your brain and that happened beforehand that i don't think anybody could really appreciate except for somebody else who's doing that same thing now the producers yeah they they think they're doing all the work and you know everybody thinks that their job is so hard but we're the only ones who have to do that look good smile and entertain it's like a tap dance while you're having a whole like yeah. mental thing going on because we don't just to make it clear for our jobs we don't just walk on to set and what are our questions we are very involved in every single thing uh unlike many other hosts out there i think we're more involved than most um which is a which is cool in many ways and horrible in other ways so um because of that we're not again we're not only thinking about oh this question or the guest which is what you want to do as a host that should be your main focus we're thinking oh well if this is too long then we have to cut this and that camera's not working so i know i need to do this or in post we're gonna have to add this question i think all these things that not everyone graphics, graphics. pictures <laughs> is my next guest arrived and like yeah. you know like yeah yeah oh my next guest is calling me because i'm the one that booked them but i'm in this interview can you go you know all that stuff but um the show's writing today what should we post to promote the show that's running today it's 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 a lot non-stop non -stop. yeah yeah as you but know Matt, you sorry to interrupt you you were gonna tell oh, no, us but I, I was just gonna say i i did have uh something that had never happened before where Courtney actually wasn't here this day and um which is interesting uh, but I I had gotten a call about something really personal in my family and you know long story short didn't know where someone was and and because of that it was it was scary it was a really scary moment and I I broke into tears on set in between filming, not in the moment. Like mm -hmm. it was like, we film multiple shows in a day. So we have guests coming in and out and go. So we had a break and my sister-in-law called and I pick up the phone because she never calls. And I step off set and she tells me something disturbing. And 
because of that, I was really shaken. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to smile. I'm going to get through this. Uh, It's better if we just finish it. I get done with this because it's going to cause more chaos. Um, And that's it. That's what I got to do. So I walked out on set. And within the first moment, I started crying to my producer. And she like pulled me off set and was like, look, do you need a moment? Do you need to step away? And basically, I said, no, I don't think I need to step away. I just needed to get that cry out. And now I think it'll be better if I just plow through this. We get it done because that'll just check something off my list mentally. And there's nothing I can do anyway. This was happening in Rhode Island where I'm from, but I'm here. There's not much I can do. So let's let's get it done. And I did this segment. I I don't think you would know. Otherwise, I kind of turned that mode on and I was genuinely interested in what the woman had to say. But that was the first time I had to do that where... It's like that the show must go on. Now, nobody said the show must go on, but in my mind, I was like, the show must go on because I just want to be done with this. Um, And then later I was able to attend to my family, but it it was a weird position to be in. Um, I don't know if I would do it that way again or not, but um, it's happened. And uh, I, I think I learned something from it. I was about to say that, actually, that I'm sure there's something about learning what you're capable of. Yeah, there's a lot of occupations where you... Not that it makes it any easier, but you maybe you don't have to. You know, again, you can show up to work and just be sad all day. You can take off work a little bit easier. There's yeah. so many things in your guys' profession where you have to be on, you have to be there. Segments have to get out. So I'm, you know, you wonder for people that aren't forced in a way, like not that you were forced. Again, like I said, you're very supported, but yeah. but that there is a there is a sense of time and timelines that don't have that little bit of pressure behind. You wonder what they would be capable if they had it. And I think that's, there's something to say about positive stress sometimes about bringing yes. the best out in us. And there's a middle ground, right? Too much stress is not great. You know, there's a situation that we that we all break on, but that middle bit of stress really brings out the best in us sometimes. So um, I can imagine that was a learning experience for you too. I, I, I so agree with what you just said. I have, uh, how do I phrase this without naming anyway uh, i'm trying not to get in trouble <laughs> but i have someone in my life that i i think if the fire was under their butt a little bit more many of the issues in their life would not be issues and 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 i think because they're in a certain situation they don't have to worry about things i think uh it, it would be life-changing and sometimes resources are not necessarily helpful i i agree and i I'll say something that could get me in trouble and I don't care because it's my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think we, in today's culture, sometimes we don't put enough stress on ourselves. I think we have gotten a little too easygoing in some ways with everything's okay, always, you know, and, and again, there's there's times to de-stress. There's times to recover. There's times to take a step back. But I think we've lost a little bit of, put a little pressure on yourself. So in the, in the and I say this all the time to my staff, I think some clients do need a little bit of, more structure, a structure that some people would call a little more restrictive, a little more stressful. But I think they need those boundaries to keep them moving the right direction. I think when you give people a little too much leeway in the personal training world, they they keep taking the leeway. And then months go by, and then they're turning back to you and saying, well, I have not gotten any results. This isn't working. Right. You know, and And they're not wrong. They're not wrong because it was our job to not only provide the exercise experience, but also the lifestyle experience to talk to them about what they're doing outside of there. And, and if we didn't do that, it is they're They're not wrong. It is our, our fault for not putting the pressure on. I think I'd rather put some pressure on clients and have them not respond well to it than not put any on ever and feel like I've 
maybe wasted their time, which I know is a little bit of a tangent from what you you went through, but I do think there's something to say about- um, No, that's a great parallel. Yeah, putting yourself in it a is. position to be stressed, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So we mentioned de-stressing. You know, you, what do you do for that side? So you, know, you are on all day. What's the maybe the first thing you have to do after a long day of recording or maybe that night? You know, what what really helps you bring you back down that maybe helps you know bring you back up the following day? You want to start? I don't know. I, I think that for me, just yeah, being in a job that is in in front of people, that's presenting in front of people, it's like I'm rarely I'm rarely doing it under like perfect conditions. There's always something that's like, you know, if it's not like family stress, it's like, oh, I've got period cramps. Right? Like it's like if, you know, otherwise I'd be in like a warm bath of like 90 degrees, like, you know, (laughs) so it's just to me, it's I just make it like a list. What do I have to get through? And then when you when you're at the end of the list, I always like to think about how I'm going to feel after this is done. And that yeah. helps me get through it. So it's yeah. like, I'm going to be so happy after this is done and it goes well. And it's, you know, so yeah. I, that's, that's just my de-stressor. I think yeah, that's a great, I, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 no. Go. Well, just quickly, I was going to say, I think that's a great short-term and long-term tactic. I think if people can not look ahead to the point of here's where I want to be, but here's where I'm not yet. Like, man, in three hours, I want to be in that hot bath, but I'm not there yet. So I'm mad I'm not there versus changing the perspective a little of, man, that's going to be even more worth it. It's more rewarding to get in that hot bath versus if I woke up, did nothing, felt like a bum, and then got in a hot bath. You're like, well, it still kind of feels nice, but not as rewarding as it could have been. Right. And I, I agree with what Courtney said. Many times, you know, many times we're in, I think I get very afraid of certain, not very afraid, but anxious and nervous about a certain interview if it's a high profile guest um, or we're speaking in front of an audience or something like that. There's many situations where we're putting ourselves. For me, it was yesterday when I felt like we had like the smartest people in the world and we're taping with them all in one day. Yes. And I'm like, oh shit, I just don't want to sound like an idiot. Right. You know? We had a bunch of authors yesterday and poets and cool. Sandra Cisneros and Jay Ivy and yeah. uh, Ewing. And so, yeah, you're like, so all of that. And if you know you're going to do well, but you get so nervous, this is going to be the time you mess up. And, and it continues to happen. It doesn't matter for me if it's a Zoom, if it's in person, if it's a stage of people, it bubbles up. Now, I control it a lot more than I used to, but it, it that okay at you know if the whole event is at over at noon you're like okay at 12 15 you're gonna be so happy you're gonna be like that wasn't so bad and that was and i but i also try not to like push myself through it where i don't remember a damn thing about it so that's the balance of it all like i i can't wait to get over with it but i want to enjoy the moment and it's just a it's like a bipolar state of living. yeah well i love that point you brought up because that is a you know, call it a band-aid tactic People just yeah. get through like, and they, yeah. and that becomes a skill, you know, not our skills are positive, but it becomes a skill where people really do just disappear. And then they realize, Hey, I don't, I feel like I don't have a great memory or I can't recollect things like other people do. Well, yeah. If you spend your days just getting by, you know, it's, it, that does something to your, your neural network that changes things a little bit. So I, I like that you sit there and enjoy the moment a bit too, or at least make it a priority yeah. to try to do that. I also like to think about, like 
something's going to be <laughs> fucked up. I just want to make sure it's like the one, the, the thing that I don't care about, the thing I care about the least. But I know that like there's just, like a bit of acceptance in that like, yeah. I'm going to fuck up. Something's going to not be what I thought it was. That's right. just going to happen because it always happens. <laughs> but please, God, don't make it this or make it so that make it that and not this. I, I do play that like that mental game as well. And then when something happens and it is like, you know, something's messed up, I'm like, oh, okay, good. That wasn't that bad. Yeah. At least that wasn't the other thing. And that comes yeah. with time, don't you think? Like, yeah, for yeah. sure. In the early days, you dissect. Like even in our right. show, I would go back and watch a thing, and I'm like, you know, I only asked one question in this. What's wrong with you? Like, what? Right. That? You know, and now it's like I barely, I don't even watch the show. I don't, right, <laughs> right, like, right, right. I don't, well, all those like, things. I'm like, whatever. Right. Yeah. I mean, like I could say, like at my wedding, like um, when I got married, I was so pissed off that this neon sign that I got broke. <laughs> it was yes. like the worst thing ever. <laughs> the worst thing ever. Like I wanted to kill somebody. <clears throat> like totally crazy bridezilla style and then just like having some perspective on it i'm like oh my god if that was like the worst thing that happened that day in the whole scheme of things that could be messed up that's pretty damn good you're yeah. pretty lucky and then matt bought me the sign as a wedding gift he rebought the sign for me so very cool what a, what a good guy matt is huh yeah I mean <laughs> yeah i think that's the only real good gift i've given her but <laughs> <laughs> Start, got, started strong, started strong. Set the bar high. Yeah. It's the expect the unexpected mindset, right? Which has yeah. become kind it's of a cliche phrase. Unexpected, yeah. But I, I think you're, and Matt's your point, that does, once you start with a the perspective, then it happens a few times. And you realize, you know what? I was right. Something unexpected did come in. But you know what? I handled it. I moved on. That becomes more doable, becomes more repeatable time after time after time. Mm -hmm. It makes you not mind going into an experience where you maybe you feel not that you're not prepared, but less prepared than you, like you said, you were when you first started, where you maybe micromanaged every single detail you could and realized that a lot of that work might be kind of pointless. Pointless, yes. Because you didn't even get to it. You know, and, I, and again, right. there's, there's a lot of parallels. I don't want to compare it too much, but in, in the coaching world, we do that too, where we talk about practices with kids and like this is what every minute is going to look like. And then five minutes in, you're like, <laughs> we're off schedule and now it's raining and now there's lightning. We thought we're going to be outside, we're going to be inside. Like, and if, if you don't have, it's a combination of a backup plan and the ability, the skill to just pivot and be creative in the moment, right? It's got to be a little bit of both. Am I there's the uh, there's the improv rule. If you do improv, um, it, it's yes and. You always yes and. When you're on stage, you're not denying. If someone comes up with an idea, you don't go, oh, no, that didn't happen. You go, yes, and they're, you know, they're, whatever. They can fly, whatever the situation is. But so when like we're that. th that's the flip side of it there's the negative stuff that can happen but like if you can turn it into a positive or the unexpected that's going to come your way that you didn't even think about your guest or whatever the situation might be uh turn something on you where you're like oh this is great and you can react to it with a yes right. and that can make some of the best magic that uh courtney and i have experienced yeah i agree that and controlling Controlling your controllables when you can, yes. you know, anything that's like within your control. So you can control how much you prepare. That's completely within yes. your control. Right. So um, you can control like having backup plans, having planted 
you know, questions or planted guest members or audience members or whatever, you can control all of that. And so that that's kind of your emergency um, stuff that you can do. And then just accepting that what's out of your control is just out of your control. That's a good point. Ad-libbing doesn't mean not being prepared at all. Like the more, the more you research a guest and know everything about them, it, it makes pivoting easier because you, you can recall something that now exists that would have existed without that, that preparation. Yeah. No, that's, that's great. I would, I would not be able to get through an entire podcast of mine without asking about exercise. So <laughs> what what are your personal exercise routines? What do you like to oh, do? What do you not like to do? I'm like, I haven't <laughs> done it. <laughs> I ask every guest about their ecstasy use. It's a very, it's a very specific <laughs> question I ask on this podcast. No, exercise. <gasps> I'm going to pop some pills right now. I got a little I, I haven't done that since Lollapalooza 19. <laughs> That's good. I might start asking that question, see what reaction I get. <laughs> no, exercise. exercise. Yeah. What, you know, what is your routine? What do you enjoy doing? What maybe do you not enjoy doing, but you do it because you feel it's beneficial to you? You want me to go? Yeah. So. <laughs> I, um, I, I've gotten into, so as you know, Mike, cause I actually asked you for advice. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've been doing, I've done weightlifting and yoga and all that kind of stuff. I was never an athletic person growing up at all. I had no connection to my body is the way I describe it until uh, my mid twenties when a friend asked me to go to yoga with them. And I had been to yoga before, but this time it was different. It was this great, oh my God, his name is escaping me at the moment, but this incredible teacher in LA. And I went and I was like, oh my God, like I understand what he's saying and I can do what he's saying. And and I did yoga for years and years and years. And it was the first time I was aware of what it meant to tighten a quadricep or what it meant to like be aware of your posture and your shoulders back. And I mean, I had some awareness of that, but in such a full way. And and then when I met Brandon, I I leaned into more weightlifting and um, liked what I saw. Like I I'm kind of a guy that can put on muscle pretty quickly and have. So because I discovered that I started doing that a little bit more and I liked being strong and dipped away from the yoga a little bit. And because it was just an easier workout because I like to go to a class. I'm not good at doing yoga by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So now I do a lot of that. But when I tell you the pandemic, man, I had a really good schedule before, but the pandemic just, as it did with everybody, it just threw me. And that in combination with, I I just hit 40, I think there was a lot of things going on with my body where I haven't really felt myself in the last couple of years, where I haven't been as trim as I used to be, or as consistent as I used to be, where I'll have like a month where I'm really good. And then I go back to binging and eating Ben and Jerry's. And I feel like this is the year where I'm not going to lean into that as much, but I hurt myself at some point and then that threw off my schedule. And so now, I mean, if I'm getting to what I like to do, I, I, the ideal is I get up in the morning where I'm not rushing and I do a full workout with a little cardio at the end and start my day and go on with that. And if I can do that four or five times a week, then I'm really doing it. Um, and I feel really strong and I think I see good results. A lot of it is vanity for me, quite honestly. I do like how I feel, but you know, when you're on TV or you're in front of people, 
you notice that role, you notice that shirt doesn't look right, and all of those things um, that go with it. And I think as a gay man, I'm harder on myself than most. Or, well, not most in the gay world, but most like <laughs> in the world in general. Yeah. You know, you know, we have a standard, and there's that. Yeah. And we can, that's a whole other conversation. But there's some expectations within our community, and I can fall into that sometimes. I try to be better. I think age has made me a lot more comfortable. Where I'm like, oh, I like that. I've got a little more meat here or there. But it's a constant struggle. I've never been the picture perfect uh, example of fitness. I don't eat well. Sometimes I'll eat, I I I try to cut out carbs when I'm trying to thin out, but I'll still eat, you know, like a cheeseburger, but just without the bun. I, I'm not good about low Ooh, fat. That sounds good. I know. <laughs> and then honestly, standing next to Courtney, which you shouldn't, I should in no way compare myself to Courtney. Like we're very, very different mm. people. But right. when you're like, she doesn't have, uh, she, she looks very good all the time. And I like quickly gain weight and lose it and stuff. You you can't help but like think about that um, from time to time. I mean, I, I'm not surprised that there's a pressure yeah. being on TV to to want to look a certain way. I mean, we have that pressure as humans, most of us, you know, even in this world of, of body positivity, most of us would still probably not be telling the complete truth if we didn't say there was some visual that we have of ourselves that we wish we were constantly achieving so yeah I'm, right. i can only imagine that there's there's a pressure of that doing what you do for a living no one yeah. ever said it to me but it's it's there <laughs> you know yeah. Courtney, you're how about the you? hardest on yourself <laughs> it's true yeah. You're, yes. yeah. yeah always always yeah um for me i look i'm not a consistent exerciser mostly because i hate it um i've um i've always been small um, you know, I've always been like the skinniest in my class. I didn't, I didn't love it until I got to be an adult. <laughs> like I would always try to pack on weight and in college I would like shut, like stuff my face. Um, and I gained 15 pounds and, um, my family was like, you look chubby for you, not in general, but just right. for you, like, you're not meant to be that size and and they were they were absolutely right because i was stuffing my face i was eating more than than i was hungry for and then even more than than what was comfortable and it was just like you know shitty cafeteria food but i was so insecure about being skinny um now I mean, of course, I love it because, you know, every, everybody's like, what do you do to stay so thin? And I'm like, ah, nothing. Um, so I did ask my, because it has been, you know, with minimal effort that I'm this size, um, I, I did have a conversation with my dad, who's a doctor, and he did say, um, you know, for your frame within your lifetime, you shouldn't get above this weight. And that helped me so much uh, because I never had to think about weight growing up. I, I understand I'm speaking from a place of privilege right now. Like I, it was never, you know, a never a thing. I was never on a diet, never did any of those things. I had friends who did that. Um, in fact, I was quite the opposite. Like, you know, people would make fun of me for being so skinny and they'd be like, why don't you eat something? Um, but yeah, so I've never had to experience that. Um, 
So now I know I'm a little bit more aware of it as I get closer to that weight that my dad said. Um, but it kind of gave me perspective that, you know, everybody's built differently. Everybody's supposed to be a different size. Everybody's supposed, you know, yes. I have a friend who's my same height, but she's built totally different. She's like built kind of like a gymnast and her, she weighs 25 pounds more than me, but she's not fat. She's not no. overweight at all. She is just the way she's supposed to be. And I'm the way I'm supposed to be. Um, in terms of exercises, I like, I mean, I generally hate it because I think it's the perfect mixture of boring and difficult. Um, but there are glimmers of things that I really do like, like I really enjoy boxing. I got into that, um, with a friend of mine, a, a big part of me, a big part of exercising for me is the social aspect. Mm -hmm. Like while I don't like train exercising, I love getting together and then going to brunch like that. I can get on board with. So if we do like a boxing class and then brunch afterwards, like, I love that. So that could be, if I could set that up for like one day a week and then the other days, something else that I like, I do like yoga. Um, what else do I like? I do like the, um, you know, how people have, you know, gotten into like Peloton and the biking, but I only, I, I can't, I'm not disciplined enough to do that on my own. So I need the class. Like I need, you know, going to the, um, going actually into the classes and doing it with an instructor right? and like, you know, having it be kind of like a fun activity rather than feeling like exercise. And that's most people nowadays. Most, the yeah. reason semi-private has become a huge part of the fitness world now because it's the least people that you could have in, but still call it some type of class, but people, it yeah. still has the social interaction. It still has the appointment latched to it. It still has your name on a, on a calendar that someone yeah. knows they're coming. You know, I want I want to thank you both for your your honesty and kind of again humanizing this because I think there I'm sure some listeners on this came in with assumptions. Well, you know, they look the way they look. They probably just eat perfect all the time. They probably you know like I think it's great yeah. for people to hear like, hey, most this is uncomfortable. Most people don't yeah. love exercise. Doesn't mean that we don't do it, but some people don't love it. Some people are inconsistent. Some people go through ebbs and flows throughout the year. I'll tell you um, one thing I do love walking. And like, once I learned, awesome. you know, that walking is good, like I don't have to run, like, boom, let's walk. <laughs> walk all day. And that's a good de-stressor too. Yeah. So I, again, I think it's great. I think it's great that I, I think people can learn a lot from hearing that, you know, with the pressures you two have on you for what you do for a living, that there is, you know, when you leave the set, there is this human element. You're still human. You're still normal. You still have cravings for certain things. And Courtney, to give you credit, I have trained, I would say not as many, but not that far off, you would think, of people who do struggle with gaining weight and and, mm -hmm. and have real, not that you do this, I'm not speaking for you here, but in general, people that do have real insecurities about that. And, you know, it is very real. I know we hear more about weight loss, that it's just a more commonly spoken about element. But I, I mean, I, I don't know how many hundreds of clients I've had now over the last 18 years, but I, I mean, you've, I've had every insecurity you can think of. I've had people and people that yes you do need to lose weight or people that no you look just fine and for everyone everyone has their thing and i think that's it's something people need to understand too is we have to stop comparing ourselves to anybody else realize that there is a genetic component to what we do our life experience has brought us to a certain point and we've really got to find our niche and and how to get ourselves healthier 
because it really doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. It doesn't. Genetics are so, they're such a strong factor. It doesn't mean you can't overcome genetics because you can't. You absolutely yeah. can, but you do have to understand them in order to play the right game because fighting them, no one's ever won that bet ever. That That's, that's not going to win. You've got to be able to understand them first and then give in a little bit to certain things. Some people can have carbs all day. Some can't. Carbs are not bad for you. Carbs are essentially necessary for you. How do we process them? You know, so there's a lot that goes into into that. Um, I just I, wanna, that's something I'd love. I've always said I really wish I could dive into that and really understand my body in the way to like, because, you know, I'm, I kind of just have made up this routine that I do and it kind of gets results. And I'm like, I know I could probably do something easier or less or there's one thing that I shouldn't be eating that I've just been eating the whole time thinking it's great. And I love the chemistry of the body. I love, I would love to really be able to slap a big check on this and like pay someone to tell me how to figure this stuff out. Yeah. But you know, I haven't gotten to that point yet, but wait, yeah. Courtney, Matt's I, saying this and like, he, meanwhile, he looks great on TV. My husband actually watches the show and is like, tell Maddie needs to stop working out so much because his muscles are popping too much. And I know that's <laughs> hater. I know that's the hater in him. I'm like, <laughs> so. Wow. I know. I, I think I, it's also like my, you know, I, I have a, a large people in my family and that's, there is a, there's a large person inside of me just dying to get out. There really is. Like I have bad habits and I, and I know them and I, I, but I feel like I'm healthy about it for the most part. But wait, Courtney, I wanted to just share because I think it's so good. What you said to me before, you said um, my my laziness supersedes my hunger. So many yes, times exactly. she's like, she'll be hungry, hungry on the couch, but she's like, I'm not going to get up and cook something. I don't feel like cooking something. My wife and I talk about so, this all the time. So then I'll eat an apple. Yeah. <laughs> my wife and I talk that about this helps. all the time. My, and I'm the opposite. Yeah. My hunger supersedes any fatigue. If I'm hungry, I can Same. be falling That's asleep on the couch. Is. I'll get up. I'll eat. I'll make something. No That's problem. how my husband is. He will yeah. get up and he will make something or he will seek something out if he's hungry. I'm like, oh, I'll just sit here and waste away. Put a cube of cheese in my mouth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we have this we have this crazy situation where food is brought to us almost on the regular, on the daily, yeah. we get invited, and is, I'm not bragging, but we get invited to restaurants. We get sure, yeah. in the studio. We go film at restaurants. There's like food constantly, and like I've there's many times where I have to be like, I have to walk away. I, this bite was delicious, but I can't eat it because I've got ribs coming in a half an hour. I've got smoothies coming after that, and then I've got chocolate cake to finish the day. Yeah, all this stuff. Yeah. That, that's got to be tough. That's got it's got in all seriousness. It's got to be tough because again, these is these are things that people deal with in the real world, not for the same reasons. But their coworker brought donuts to the office, and they just have a same hard day. time saying that I, yeah. you know, this isn't for me today. Not that's anything wrong. That. You know, again, the world right now with people yelling at me saying it's okay to have the donut. I'm not saying it's not. It's not okay probably to have it three a day every single day of your life because then eventually right. it will cause problems. Um, last thing, because I, I want to, we, we need to jump off here soon. I just Matt, you brought up a point. You know, we talked a lot of, and Courtney, actually, you brought the initial one of uh, controlling the uncontrollable a little bit on set. I think it's, it's very interesting how people that do get good at that all of a sudden do not master that outside of the work scenario. There's a lot of working individuals that come in and say, hey, for eight hours a day, I can I can put things aside. I can stay hyper-focused and I can be okay with stress. And then they leave and they go home to 
their spouses, their partners, their kids, or just their other goals in life, you know, and then they don't have the same, the same mindset. It's like we have these two different brains. We have the person I have to be with my career, and then we have the person I'm the rest of the time. And if we would marry those a little more, like there should be a separation, but our positives that make one good, those should bleed over more. So I think if we can get good at saying, mm-hmm. hey, the uncontrollable that you mentioned, man, you know, running into an injury, you know, things like that. If we can get better at saying, hey, I'm going to hit a, a period of the year that's harder. I'm going to hit some type of speed bump that I can't foresee yet. If if I can get better at having the mindset that Courtney mentioned earlier onset, if I can have that offset, people would be in a in a better place for sure. So I yeah. I agree with that wholeheartedly, and I think and I don't know. I feel like me personally, I can't speak for Courtney, but I am very much the same person as at work, as I am at home, as I am with my friends, as I am. I was with, about to say this exact same uh, thing, Matt. Like, yeah. I mean, we are, we're very fortunate to have um, jobs or prof- careers where we can be our authentic selves and display that at work. I mean, yeah, I, I, there's really little separation, but I understand some people are like, some people have the boringest jobs, like, you know, like lawyers right. and like, <laughs> can't really, you know? So I get it. Some people truly have more of a separation between who they are in their personal lives and who right. they are um, at work. Um, yes. I, I so can, I can imagine it would be a struggle. Yes. I, that's where I feel like I would, I would sink really quickly. Even, you know, I look at, again, back to my husband, like his, and I don't think he's fake, but he's dealing with some really serious things and you, and to have to turn into that and then go back to normal life and go back. It's hard. It's really hard. And I, and other, many other friends, nurses and, and business people that have to present themselves in a certain way where, I mean, we are so lucky because we get to be, we are hired because of who we are. Um, That's why everybody's trying to be on TikTok. that's right well i'm going to end with this i want to just validate what you were saying because my my experience with both of you has been so positive from i Matt, you you texted me the first or emailed me the first time then texted me the the second time you came on so i did only hear from you and not a producer you guys both made me feel so comfortable you were both you know you're just it was such a great experience for me and and i you know i came early both times and i saw you in other segments and um, so I just want to validate what you're saying that it's absolutely true. You know, you guys are really, thank really you. been an awesome, um, an awesome connection, uh, thank since you. I all. so, so thank you. And thank you so much for being on. It was really a pleasure. So just real quick, where can people find the show and watch you more? Sure. We're on NBC, um, every day, Monday through Friday at 1130. <laughs> awesome. My, yes, we're laughing because <laughs> we're, we're 15 minutes. It's on Monday through Thursday. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're eleven forty-five Monday through Thursday, and then Friday we're at eleven thirty. But just gotcha. make sure, just turn it, turn on NBC at eleven thirty. There and might it, be some but, other people talking in the beginning, and then, but we'll come on. <laughs> It'll run India. Okay. We'll right. And Mike, I just want to say how great this was, and you're a natural. I like. I'm this like, is so fun. He's coming for our job here. Like he's. <laughs> You're great no, on okay. camera. He could, he could be the fitness correspondent. Yes, out Once in the field. Get a budget. I, but we I'd will, be, <laughs> yeah, I'd be lucky will, to work with you anytime. We will have you on again for sure. 
Uh, well, well, Isaac, thank you. It's been it's been my pleasure. Really appreciate it. All, all the links to the show and you guys will be in the show notes for people to find. People definitely, please, please, please check out the show. Matt and Courtney are awesome, and uh, you will not regret it. If you guys can stick you around, can put a link. Put a link for your pumpkin workout. That was some good shit. Uh, you do have to repeat. Yes. Yeah. Pumpkin workout. I'll put the yes. I'll put the link with Matt doing it for sure. I've got yes. okay. the better looking example here for sure. <laughs> All right, listeners, thank you. Don't forget to rate and review the episode, and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Lifestyle as Medicine podcast. Find more episodes like this at www.lifestyleasmedicinepodcast.com and visit www.marhealthandperformance.com and at marhealthandperformance on both Facebook and Instagram for more great content and information about programs. Have a great day and see you next time.